Blog Talk Radio. Be right now waiting to go in there and have this press conference where we're... You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. All right, peace, 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 family, peace, peace. I don't know, man, this damn thing. Him blog talk be tripping, man, be tripping, family. All right, all right, all right. Let me get all my levels and stuff set right here. How y'all doing out there, family? How y'all doing out there? Welcome in one more time to Culture Freedom Radio Network, brought to you by blogtalkradio.com. Most definitely in this house, most definitely up in this house. Yeah. Coming in the house right here with another exciting topic of conversation for you tonight. Something thought-provoking, as always as we try to do right here on Coach Freedom Radio Network. Man, try to bring you something to think about. Oh, y'all know my old saying. Y'all know what I say all the time. Coming in the house right here to try to leave a stain on your brain, give you something to think about most definitely. Hey, before I get into that, I always like to say, start off, I want to say thank each and every one of you for listening in right here to Coach Freedom Radio Network. Whether you catch the show live or you catch the Thank you. I pushed that button. About 30 seconds ago. There you go. Yeah, there we go. But I guess it's playing now. But yeah. Um. There we go. 30 seconds. Come on, Bunk. Get it right. Yeah, I think it's there for one of you for tuning in right here. My whole game up. It don't threw me off. It threw me off. I think each and every day is one of you for tuning in right here to Coach Freedom Radio, man. Um, well, you like if you're listening in on an archive, you're listening in live, however you catch the show. I really do appreciate you, however you tune in. Most definitely, thanks for the love and thanks for the support of listening to this broadcast. Most definitely, bro. um, I, I, I and I've been looking at some of the the uh, stats of the shows, and I think. Uh, I don't know, you know, I see the shows are going up, the numbers are going up. So, like I said, I appreciate each and every last one of you who are tuning in to this show. Uh, much love and thank you as well. And can I ask a favor, family, to you out there who are listening in to these shows, can I ask you a favor? Uh, if you don't mind, to share the shows through your various social media outlets as well. If you're getting something out of this show, uh, if it's something that aspires, that is in Inspiring to you and inspiring. That's it, y'all. I think it's weird. Is it inspiring? That is that's it, that's it. I told y'all I'm having a problem with these words, man. I don't know the older I get, damn, I just can't even talk no more. But I, if you if this <laughs> is motivating and inspiring for you and you get something out of it, family, could you please share it? Uh if you don't mind. Uh I will owe you one. I will owe you one indeed. So say Sunray, when you see me, say you owe me a favor. I shared the show. I don't mind. Back. But yeah, I do that family share it out the show out through the having me get this uh you know, these messages out, these thought provoking thought provoking shows out. And that's what I I primarily do it for. Y'all know I like I said, I'm not trying to come in here to teach you nothing. I'm not trying to come in here to be your next master teacher, none of that. All the thing I'm trying to do is come in here and to provoke thought, motivate and inspire uh the family out there, you know, just to let us, you know, to wake us up to start thinking for ourselves. 
start looking at things in a whole different way uh and 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 other than what you know mainstream and things of that nature will have us uh looking at and you know thinking on we would start thinking and you know, they say y'all start using our own analytical mind so most definitely uh with that out there so I thank each and every one of you, like I said, again, for tuning in right here to the show. And family, don't forget, you can go and check us out on the various social media outlets, such as uh, Facebook. You can check us out on Facebook uh, at the, called the business page. I'm going to call it the business page. I usually call it the fan page. I don't like using that word, y'all, because we we're not trying to have no fans. We ain't, no, we ain't doing it like that. So go and check out the page, uh, I would say, on Facebook at Culture Freedom Radio Network on Facebook. There's Culture Freedom Radio Network right there on Facebook as well. You can get in there and check us out right there. And if you're really interested in getting into the uh, the group, we have another group called Culture Freedom Nation. Culture Freedom Nation, you can ask, but you have to have permission to join the group. And we have a lot of uh, free, you know, PDF files and things of that nature in the group. And I have some more uh, PDF files and things that I will be uploading in there as well. I just, I got a lot of the things I got to read through and, you know, scan through myself and I will be uploading some more. That is the Culture Freedom Nation group right there on Facebook. But you can go and check out the business page, Culture Freedom Radio Network on Facebook and Culture Freedom Nation on Facebook, the group page. You know, like I said, I got to add you in. You got to get permission to get in there, family. And also you can catch us right there on at Culture Freedom 9 on Twitter, Culture Freedom 9 right there on Twitter, and Instagram at Culture Freedom Radio Network right there on Instagram. And I'm trying out my new microphone, family. I've been trying it out on other things. I got a new microphone, new system that I got with the mixer and all of this, so I'm trying this out. I used to have my other condenser mic hooked up, so I'm just trying this here, uh, other mic, you know, with the mixer system and trying to, you know, upgrade my uh, 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 my studio equipment up in this house, fam, you know, because we used to start this thing off uh, we were just doing it on the telephone, man. We, Brother Eric and I, we was doing it through the speaker phones. Did you see how we used to do the show? And I was doing music. Yeah, and I, back in the days when I first started off, I was doing music shows through the speaker phone. I I had a music plan and 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 play it through the speaker. I hold a phone up through the speaker. I'm telling you, bootleg, bootleg, bootleg. But now we here, man. Now we here, and you learn. I'm telling you, man. So it ain't nothing wrong with starting off. Raggedy bootleg, however, get started, family. And see, that's the thing we got to understand. A lot of time we ain't can't always start off big time. We got to learn how to, like they said, man, you had to learn how to crawl before you walk. And sometimes you can get in a car accident or whatever. Something happened where you, uh, you, you, you got to learn how to walk all over again. So some of us, man, we got to learn how to walk all over again. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But hey, tonight, man, I just get into this topic of conversation right here on Closure Freedom Radio Network. Tonight, the topic of conversation is. And I'm not going to be in here, I'm going to tell y'all, family, I'm not going to be in here the whole three hours tonight. I'm just going to do probably two. I'm going to be like James Brown. I'm going to be in here two. I'm going to hit it and quit it tonight on this show. And I'm gonna, let me say y'all get a description and I'll tell y'all why a little bit. Uh, but tonight's topic of conversation is the contributing factors to the deteriorating status of the black community. Woo! Yeah. Let me say it again. Let me say it again, y'all. The contributing factors to the deteriorating status of the black community community hmm sunray you've been you've been you've been kind of going on the sun you've been going on the black community brother you, you you had a show last week about the black community now you're coming back at us again you're coming black at yeah 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 we got to family because we got to work out this thing with our community family we got to clean up ourselves and 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 in that aretha at, at the reach of franklin 
funeral, Jasper Williams, the, the pastor who uh, was the one who was supposed to have been doing her eulogy. And there was a lot of things that he said in that. And that I know it probably wasn't, some people say, at the right time to for him to make, you know, his speech, what he said. But he said a lot of great things in there that I do agree with. I, I, I truly do agree with. And one thing he said that we, we kind of say over here, what I kind of say over here all the time, that we have to do it ourselves. And I ain't the only one said, you know, but I said right here on Culture Freedom a lot of times that we have to do this ourselves. And Jasper Williams said that at uh, Sister Rita Franklin's her funeral that we're the ones going to have to get this thing right ourselves. No politicians, no uh, council members, no president is going to do this. We are going to be have to be the ones that set this thing straight because it's happening to us. The ones got to fix this thing. Even though a lot of the things we didn't set this in motion to cause what is happening to our communities and to us psychological and mental, uh, mentally, but hey, we got to fix it, y'all. We the ones got to fix it. Uh-huh. So we don't have to repair this thing ourselves. Y'all know how I said, man, if you want to do it right, if you want to get this thing done right, I guess I got to do it myself. I got to do it myself because you can wait on everybody else to try to do it and the hell it just won't get done. But then let's get into this. Let's get into this. But, you know, hey, the deteriorating, I mean, the, the contributing factors to the deteriorating status of the black community. And and I got this book, this power powerful book that I've been reading. And that's why I even got this title from. And I kind of flipped it a little bit. I flipped the title a little bit just at the end. And in this book that I have here, great book, y'all. Some of y'all heard me read out of this book before. Uh, but if you want to get it, it's called Race, Class, Gender, and Anthology. One more time. Race, Class, and Gender, and Anthology by uh, Margaret L. Uh, Anderson and Patricia Hill um, Collins. One more time, their name is Margaret L. Anderson and Patricia Hill uh, Collins. Now, Margaret L. Anderson is a is is this is a, a European, a Caucasian woman, and the other one is a sister named Patricia Hill Collins. It's a uh, black sister, uh, African American. What do we want to like be called as? And, uh, yeah, they got together and they put together this book. This has a lot of great things in this book, man, a lot of great things. But tonight I want to just deal with this thing about our black community. And actually the, the, the title they had for this one was the contributing factors to the deteriorating status of young black males. But uh, in this, I, I still look at it and, and, and go into this chapter and see where they talk about a lot of things that's happening uh, with the black community. And I got a couple of clips in here and things I want to play as well for tonight oh man and brother brother jay sent me a uh excellent clip i i, I heard that he sent me on uh from from facebook messenger that i want to play or the city council meeting now that's to a city i'm telling y'all see when we talk about holding these politicians uh accountable when you vote for them this clip i'm gonna play is it, it, it's, it's just one of those points it's just one of those points so you got to go to those goddamn city hall meetings and things of this nature and you got to point out what they're not doing. Kind of David always talk about what this person not doing, this person not doing. We have to point out what those politicians that you so-called elect in your office to be uh, to vote them in, and they say they're their constituents. Well, goddamn it, they got to represent you. If you're on a job and you have a union, you have a union steward. The union steward 
is supposed to represent you, right? Right? That's what you're supposed to pay your goddamn union dues for. So uh, we as taxpayers, we elect these elected officials in office, and they their salary comes from us, the taxpayers. So when they do, they they have this job and they lied to you and gave you all of these campaign promises. And when they get in there and they're not doing what they're supposed, and we're paying them. Don't forget this now, y'all. We are paying them because they, you know, they get our taxes. So they work for us still. So you get on there, you get on their ass, and and and, and you hold them accountable for what they're not doing. Don't don't don't. I'm telling y'all. Look, I I can't vote, you know, but I've signed up this year, you know. Um, to see could I vote? They had some people talking about if you, even though even if you're a convicted felon, they're trying to restore your rights. So I, I I did file that. So I don't know what's happening yet. I hadn't heard anything else about it. You know whether I'd vote or not, I don't know. But hey, you know I at least I did go through the process to see, you know, see what would happen. But if I did, goddamn it, I'm gonna be accountable for all of these years. A brother Sunray hadn't voted. If I did go and vote. Damn it, I'm going to voice my opinion. I'm going to get to them city hall meetings and all of this, this city council meetings or whatever I got to do. I'm going to voice my damn opinion. If whoever is in our uh, neighborhood running our area, God damn it, if something wrong, I'm going to be there at those city hall meetings voicing my opinion because I'm paying these fools. But, yeah, but um, I got something to hear. But tonight we just want to talk about man- what the hell is going on. Let me see, y'all. Uh-oh, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. Let me redo this time. Uh, I don't know what I did wrong, y'all. I hit the wrong time. Uh, okay, we good, we good. I had 90 seconds. That damn, y'all. But we good, we good, we good now. We good, we good. <laughs> we back on track, we back on track. Uh, I still ain't got it right, but let me see here. Let me redo this time. Let me get this time right, because I was finna end the show, y'all. This is the second time. Second Monday I've been messing up. Um, Okay, let's get back on track. Get back on track. Okay, so tonight I I I, I just would like to get into the, about the contributing factors to um let me see here yeah to the the deteriorating status of the black because it is it is it is really a t- deteriorating as I go and I think about fam because I've been going uh, studying back on civil rights the civil rights era and the civil rights movement. And just thinking about our past, because, you know, people always talk, we talk about our past and our history and things of this nature, how we got to learn from our past and just look at our past and uh, study history and things of this nature. So I've been doing that. I've been going back to the civil rights era and civil rights movement, getting more into it. And I'm going to tell you, anybody that has a Apple, you 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 have anything to do with iTunes or anything with Apple, I'm going to tell you, all family, you can get this thing. Apple has, I love this, this thing that Apple has on there or iTunes. They have something called I university or IU or I university. And in that you can select a lot of different classes and you can, I mean, classes you can take man on here, man, it's a variety of them. And one of them that I'm actually taking now is what, uh, I, I signed up and downloaded it. Shit, y'all, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this. About two years or some ago, and I never got into it. So just, you know, I've just been getting into it over the weekend. Uh, it's, whole, it's a whole, it was like you have a tutor, not a tutor, an instructor and everything. You read the books and get different material you can download. It has audio and it has books you got to read. It's a whole course dealing with civil rights. The civil rights movement and things of this nature. So I've been going into that. So and I advise them, yeah, you got anybody have iTunes or something like that, uh, check out some of those uh, courses that you can get on there. 
as well, man. And I cause I'm got the uh, uh, civil rights course that I'm taking up, and uh, I'm I'm getting into it. I'm 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 actually overstanding and getting more of an overstanding from a lot of the things dealing with the civil rights movement that I didn't know. See, when you just listen to people sometime and you hear things, and that's why they always say, I know I get on, we get on Christians about reading their Bible for themselves. They don't read the body, listen to the preachers. But also I think that can be uh, goes out to anything. Like we listen to a lot of the people in the conscious community that talk about the civil rights movement and be, have their opinion about it. You know, it was all messed up, this, that, so on, it's in the nature. But we got to read things for yourself and learn about it, man. Learn about the separate but equal thing. How do, do a lot of us, do we know about the separate but equal law? that was passed. Do you really know what Jim Crow uh, was all about? So we got to learn a lot of these things. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really going into a lot of this learning, man, about this, uh, this movement, especially we're going to say you're going to be in a movement. You have to learn a lot of this ins and out what happened and learn. And I'm really looking at this from the learn that constitutional law, learn that constitution. Yes. Get into it and learn that constitutional law, because I'm seeing that a lot of things happened in the civil rights movement, because like they said, they held them accountable because of the things that were said in the United States Constitution by their forefathers putting these certain things in the Constitution. They were being bound. They made them be bound by that Constitution. Yeah, they came up with other little loopholes and things like they're doing now, but it was still that Constitution, fam. We got to get into that and learn it. And I, and I listen to other people I'm regurgitating a lot of shit myself but I'm really seeing this constitution I'm looking at a lot of things different fam because I'm starting to study some things myself and not just in piecemeals because see you can watch the videos or you can might get a, a little lecture or, and a little booklet somebody give you shit in piecemeals but you got to study the whole thing in its entirety for yourself and that's what I'm going and, and, and doing and I'm looking at things now so Brother Sunreagan, things in a whole different perspective now, you know. So, hey, that's it. But uh, let, I want to play this clip, fam, right here. Um, let me see. I got two of them. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me do this first one. Did y'all know about this one? Because I'm going to have to read some of this stuff out of this book. And uh, I, no, let me read this first. Let me read this first. Let me see here. Let me read this, fam. Let's see, you can get a text right fast. Peace, Brother Jay. Peace, Brother. <laughs> peace, yeah, yeah. Peace, Brother Jay. Peace, Brother, Brother. Yeah, I'm not going to, like I said, Brother Jay, I'm not going to do the whole, I'm not going to do two hours a night. I mean, I'm going to do two hours and I'm going to hit it and quit it and get out of here because like I've been talking about, I got this civil rights thing. I I, I, I want to get off and I'm going to get into that because I want to go ahead and finish this up because it's a long course that I got to take, but I'm just going not going to be in here long tonight. I'm just going to do the regular two hours, and I'm going to get up out of here. And, and Brother Jay, appreciate that that that, that clip. I, I got this on fire. I got this locked and loaded. I'm going to play this too, but hmm. let me see right fast. Let me get into this book. Let me get into the book before I play this clip. And I got this clip that I'm going to play, two powerhouse clips. Actually, I got lined up. But I want to go in here in this book, and I'm going to read this right here. Uh, the book I was talking about, race, race, class, and gender. Come on, son, you don't waste enough time. Now, this book here, when this first started off, it's talking about <clears> – <throat> And it says uh, the, the, the contributing to the deteriorating static of young black males. And I, like I said, I kind of flipped it, talk about the black community, because I want to put this in the black community as a whole. And this book will go into some of that as well once I get into it. Uh, but it started off by saying four major sets of factors 
can amount uh, for the downward spiral of the black youth, in particular black males. Since the 1960, historically, social, social, culturally, economically, and these factors have been briefly discussed. Well, well, are briefly discussed below. And then she said historical factors. Black youth today are the ultimate victims of a legacy of nearly 250 years of slavery, 100 years of legally enforced segregation, and a, de- and a decade of racial discrimination and prejudice in every facet of American life. Most definitely. Most definitely indeed. And let me see. I want to skip over here to something else, to another page. I got highlighted in some things. This is a long, good book. I'm telling you, this is a great book. It goes into a lot of uh, historical facts. And excuse me if y'all hear any kind of static or something in the, in, in the background. I don't know if y'all do. I'm kind of listening in and kind of monitoring myself. And so it, it's crazy like, hearing me talk and talking to the same. I'm hearing myself back to back because I'm hearing myself repeat, but I'm trying to make sure the sound is, is good. Like I said, because I'm testing out a new mic. But um, some of the contributing factors that I've heard that that, that happened um, was going on in society and what's happening in our communities a lot. Y'all have heard the thing that most people, when they get money, right, they might have grew up in the, in the projects. They grew up in the in what we call the hood. And it seemed to be they when they get money and they get to uh, grow up and get these prominent positions or, uh, you know, profession or something. They move away from the hood and they never look back. They don't never uh, uh, turn back and give back to the community or something like that. And they don't, you know, uh, actually try to establish anything in the community and, you know, type of things of this nature. Because I met a brother uh, on the job once that talked about this. Yeah, and he talked about this. And uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see here. Uh, one second, found David hidden, sending me some. Um, yeah, and he was talking about how they have, they go, all of these brothers and stuff, well, not brothers, blood brothers, but these, these guys, they grew up in the neighborhood, in the projects, in, you know, down in Memphis, low, low housing income, and um, they moved out. And once they moved out, a lot of them doing good. They got their own construction business. But he was talking about every year they go back to the community and they throw big parties. But this one particular guy, um, he's always kind of, down in there, man. Ain't nobody want to go back to the hood. He hadn't been back. He said he don't go back. You know, he said he got more money than all of them. And he said, man, I ain't going back to the hood. And he talked about how they're trying to build some community centers and stuff of this nature, and you know, and get together and uh, do something for the youth out there. He said, but one of them down, they got a gym. I mean, they got some basketball goals, and they just want to set it up outside. And he was like. Man, you know, they need to go to a gym, a real gym, man, instead of playing on the street and all of this stuff. Uh, and uh, just talking, you know, he's like, well, damn, they were telling him, man, well, goddamn, bro. You know, we, 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 you know, we, we, that's how we grew up playing basketball in the, you know, in the park and this and that. Now, man, we got to live money, bro. We need to show, we just want to show the children how we grew up and how we did it. You know, they said they, they all put together, put, get their money and put together their money. And, 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 you know, and, and sponsor the whole neighborhood, buy food and everything for the whole neighborhood. But they said he just want a man, this man ain't damn the hood, they ain't coming back to the hood. So they said they had a big fallout. He said him and that guy, they fell out big time. And, you know, he said, man, they all grew up together. He said, man, but he's like, God damn, bro. He said, man, that's what I get. I get sick of. And these guys with money was talking to us when they was out, you know, picking up garbage. 
And the brother was like, man, I get tired of these black folks, man, and, and, and man, who who get a little taste of change and stuff, man, and think they did, you know, think they did it. Now they get a little money, man. They don't never reach back to the community, bro. Still back there, man. That's he said, man, that's a goddamn problem. And which it is. I'm gonna go into this book and talk about these type of things because I remember we had a show a while back and we were talking about segregation and, and, and integration and things of this nature. And somebody was calling in, I can't remember who it was, and they talked about like when you had all at one particular time during a segregated area, we had all of these prominent doctors and lawyers and, you know, and business owners who actually stayed in the neighborhood. They lived in the community. The business was there, and they, they, they lived in those communities. Now we have a lot of the, you know, the brothers and sisters, they get a little change. They get the hell out the hood. You know, they become in professional. Uh, they get in corporate America and everything. They leave the hood. And I ain't telling you you got the man, you know, hey, bro, stay in the projects. You Now you a big-time dentist or whatever, and you got to stay in the projects. That's not what we. That's not what we're saying because there's a place here in the city of Memphis right in the heart of, hell, a lot of crime-infested areas, and they call it white hell. But they have a – it's a gated community because that's how it was always been. When the white folks used to stay there, then all the white people moved out, and a lot of uh, blacks moved in that had a little change. They moved in there, and, man, it's a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. And it's crime all around that bad boy. But they in there, inside they lit gate. You know, you can drop the goddamn gate and go in. They ain't got no security or nothing like that in there. But they still in the heart of the city, man, in this beautiful neighborhood. You be like, damn, this is like the twilight zone over in this bad boy. I didn't know that. You wouldn't even know when you go in there, you wouldn't expect it. And uh, they stay there, man. They didn't ever leave. You know, and they still have their respected business and stuff of this nature in the city. But a lot of them, they what it is. And let me read this book because I like when this book goes into this, it talks about how uh, a little bit about the when we talk about these prominent figures that leave the hood, leave the neighborhoods, I would say. And when you look at it, man, we don't they don't leave. We don't have role models in the more in the communities. The drug dealers become the role models. The pimps become the role models that the youth have to look up to, you know, they see these people on the, you know, on television, but those are people, they, they don't know them personally. They don't see them riding around on the streets and they can just, Oh man, they go do, man. They go do. Oh man. Shit, bro. We see him every day, man. He, that, he cool, bro. That's all, man. That, that's so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, that's, that's LeBron J, man. Shit. We, he be out here shooting ball with us in the park for real. Yeah, man. You know, so it ain't no thing, you know, but they look up and they will look up to that person because they're out there with them. But here's something from this book. It says, um, it says middle, middle class blacks moved out of the inner cities into integrated urban and suburban areas, leaving poor blacks behind in blighted neighborhoods without uh, effectiveness, su- successful road model or the supportive institutions and social networks that provide social stability, economic diversity, and traditional values to the community. Hmm. This is one thing that they put in this book, and I and I can truly uh, concur with it. Like it was talking about the middle class, they move out, because I see here, and like I said, talk about again in, in this city, how, and I can only tell y'all about this city, because this I reside, and this is what I know. I can't tell y'all about what, uh, uh, as Cabrina, Cabrina Ray would say, your hood, USA. I don't know nothing about your neighborhood. 
But when I've seen what happened here in this city, but that's what happens a lot. These guys, I remember when people get money here, right? A lot of them, they have what they call Cordova, uh, Germantown, um, uh, what was the other one? Um, shit, Collierville. Well, the money people, so call motherfuckers with money go. That's whatever where the money folks. And you get, as soon as I run up on some dollars, that's where he want to go. Even the dope boys that get, get the, the big money, that's where they want to run to. They want to run out there to Cordova. They want to run out there to Germantown. They want to run out there to Collierville. Uh, they want to run out there uh, those and, and integrate into those places. And a lot of them goddamn white folks sometimes, they, they move the hell out of there. Because a lot of these white folks out there, the black folks are constantly moving out in those areas. The white folks are moving back downtown. They're getting the hell out of there. They're tearing down the projects, and they're moving back downtown. Uh, well, let me read here. Go ahead on a little bit more. It says, uh, does with the uh, increased isolation black alienation from the white community, black inner city ghettos, and they still using these terms, y'all, um, black inner cities ghettos have gradually become welfare, oh, goddamn, reservations, welfare reservation, where black youth have few, if any, positive role models, where they like the access to high-quality education, recreation, and cultural facilities, where they do not have job opportunities or accurate or uh, not accurate or uh, adequate transportation to local jobs, and where they are uh, confronted daily with adult role models who are openly involved in drugs, prostitution, gambling, forms of of deviant behaviors. These are the things we do see in our community because I, I I I know somebody can concur and 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 we see this, don't we? We see this. these are psychologists write this book and deal with psychology who wrote this book. Like I said, their name is uh Margaret L. Anderson, one Caucasian woman and Patricia Hill uh Collins, another uh, black sisters who deal in psychology and philosophy and things of this nature. But hell, I don't deal in that. I ain't took that. I don't have a trade in none of that. I don't have a skill in none of that. But God damn it, I can see it because I live in what? I live in the hood. I don't like to call it the hood, y'all, but y'all know we got to kind of say that to, 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 to elaborate. Clear, bring it close to home. I live in these places. I don't. I don't live in the suburbs. I don't live in that that that, that upper class thing. Hell no, I'm still here. I'm gonna stay here. I like being around what is it? My people, where I'm comfortable. Yeah, it could be crime around, but goddamn it, these are my people. I, these are my family. This is the one. Look, this is where I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay here. I'm comfortable around Ray Ray and Pookie them. <laughs> He's my folks. I ain't got to go around mother uh uh Theodore and all of them Theodore the third i I don't feel comfortable around them. I don't trust them, but I'm staying here man, but that's this but be but be serious though, but that's what it is, man. They are confronted with daily adult role models who are openly involved in drugs. We see that, don't we? The drug dealer man is most admired in the community and 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 I remember man even going into like when I was you know going in and out of jail and shit when I was in my my wild ass days, I remember man brothers bragging on man, you remember gangster man, you remember gangster so and so bro, yeah, man, I remember man dude man he man he was big time pipping in the hood, bro, man that bro bring so much dope bro you, I mean they just brag, 
on that type of shit. And I'm like, now, and at that time, I'm just listening to it. And, I'm, and I was, you know, down with that, too. And I'm listening to like, yeah, brother. I'm, I'm probably elaborating in on it. But now I hear him like, damn, if y'all only knew the destructive destructiveness of that. And brothers like brag on even when you go to jail. Man, shit, how much time you got? Shit, bro. I ain't got but man, they ain't got but like 10. It ain't shit, bro. I can walk them 10 years down and none, bro. That ain't nothing, bro. 10 years, goddamn, bro. 10? You know, that ain't nothing. And brothers, man, like, 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 like in jail, man, like going to jail to some cats, man, that shit like going to the Bahamas vacation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit is like they have a family to some brothers, man. It's like a, a, a I'm like a company picnic. This is how the mindset has becoming, man. Like I said, we see the prostitution, man. We they, they see our youth, a lot of our youth, man, that's growing up in these inner cities that doesn't have these positive role models there to see and, you know, and to what they always seeing. This is what they're always confronted with as their role models. We, you know, the the drug dealers, the, the prostitutes, and and the brothers who pimping the sisters out, they like said dealing with the the, the the gambling, and they said other forms of deviant behaviors, uh, and then they got the damn crazy ass rap music out here now, that uh, promoting a lot of this bullshitty, this deviant behavior, this crazy behavior, like we're saying, calling you savages and fucking savage tank, twenty one savage hell. Uh, what was it, Tamia? She had a song that I was liking, and and then as I heard her say the other day, when I really listened to the song again, she talking about some being some damn savage. I'm like, damn, come on, yeah. But yeah, but these are some of the things that you know we looking at, man, to deteriorate now our communities, man, and bringing down our community and contributing, most likely, I'm saying contributing to the fact about deteriorating status of the black community, huh? Crooked ass politicians. Oh yeah, and I got some stuff I got to play about these goddamn politicians, y'all. Y'all know it's almost voting time again. These crooked ass politicians are one of them. Mm-hmm. Lying ass preachers. Lying ass pimping ass preachers. Oh, and I got some. Oh, oh, oh. Since I'm talking about preachers, here we go. Let's go to this book. This is what this book said, and this is what I was having a discussion with a brother today about. Okay, jump back down to this book. She talk about uh uh. Social cultural factors. Ah, this is social cultural factors here. The black church, which had formerly been the center of activity in the black community, has lost its central functions as a monitor of norms and value. See, this is what I, I need to take this goddamn book to work. Because I was telling the brother this about this. When you look in, because we was having this conversation about the black church, and brother like was asking why everybody always talking about the church ain't doing this, the church ain't doing that. I said, well, prominent, you got to look at it and understand that the church, especially here in America, most of our people, your people here in America, are primarily Christian, black, African Americans, whatever y'all, are primarily Christians. Yeah. I, Numbers, most of our people probably would be, you do the numbers, you probably have a lot of, primarily a lot of people are Christians. And then, especially when you look in our neighborhoods, you will see churches. You don't see, you don't see all, you don't see a whole bunch of mosques or, or temples of Nation of Islam, the temples of Islam, or, 
a, a Moorish sized temple, uh, probably a Hebrew Israelite center or camp, whatever you don't want to call it. You don't see that. You see a lot of churches. So when people criticize or say something about the church, brother, because that's what they that is the, the the most dominant thing in our community church. So and you and I tell them, brother, you got to go back to the civil rights movement. And you look at the civil rights movement with each and every last one of them guys that I've seen, but I know I may be wrong on this, but most of them were pastors. They had pastors, something on their name, Dr. This, dealing with theology, dealing with some religion. And it was the church, as this book says here, even talk about how the church was the center of the activities that happened in the black community. If anything went down, any kind of community meetings that, that, that was had to be held, the church, the, some of the pastors in that community would call a meeting, a community meeting, and say, we need to meet at the church at such and such a time or such and such a date. And they, and, and they organized things in the community. They would like to go between. Y'all remember this movie? Um, God damn, I, I, I was trying to hell the name of it. And see, it had Jim Brown in it. It had uh Fred Fred Williamson and um Original Gangster. That's it, Original Gangster. I love that movie, y'all. Uh look at what was going on with those gangs that was doing stuff in the community. They were terrorizing the people in the community. Look, the guy that played, I don't know his name, but the guy that played Dr. King in a movie, I remember he played Dr. King, and every time I look at him, he just he reminded me of Dr. King. He what did he do? He organized the sit-in between the community and the gang members. Then that's how the church was. That's how the pastors did. That's how they did. But now all of that focus has been gone. And that's what I was trying to tell the brother today, because now the pastors, only thing they want to teach and why people criticize it, because only thing that ch- the churches are talking about is getting some money. Now the only thing they want to talk about is preach about is some goddamn prosperity. And only one that seemed to be prospering is the preachers. Uh, they say you got to sow a seed. Only only seed that seemed to be growing in maybe in the pastor's yard. Because pastor we seeing with the big rings on his finger, the Rolex watches on his wrist, uh, uh, pulling up in the Bentley, Bentley coupes and all of this stuff. Look at them, 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 the damn it, $500,000. Look at his house, man. Million dollar goddamn mansion. So they saying sow a seed, and the only one is reaping the benefit from the seed they are sowing is the pastor. So yeah, a lot of people, man, are getting away from the goddamn church. And yes, they talk about the church, the deterioration of the church, because the church, the church is helping to, to deteriorate the communities because they're not functioning in the communities. Like on my street, coming towards my house, there's about five damn churches on my way home just to get to my house just one street five goddamn churches and like i said the churches the church members are not in the street when i was bringing up to this to the brother the brother today brother like well you know i said well the church ain't trying to do nothing in the community brother we well, they got to come on out of there brother i said because i'm gonna tell you something like say y'all jesus that you're talking about brother he wasn't in no synagogue he was out in the highways and the byways when the people in the book Talking about, brother, that he was hanging out with prostitutes. He was hanging out with the thieves. He was hanging out with the robbers. He was hanging out with all of these degenerate-ass people. He went in the temples, in the synagogue, bro. Well, well, brother, we see, we got pro. Well, the church do have programs. They got programs in the church. Hope, stop right there. You're right. They in the church. They are in the church. 
but the people are out in the street. Look, if you've got these programs and people don't know about the program, that means church, Christian folk, here you go. Y'all got to get out them goddamn churches, out them, out them, 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 them pulpits, get out them pews, and come on out to the community where the people at in the community and let them know that you have these programs. See, they can't participate in the damn program. They don't know you got the program. You got to come on outside them damn church walls. You scared? At your church that you weren't scared when you drove in the goddamn neighborhood and, 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 and drove up in the parking lot to the church. So come on. These the same folks. Huh? You say God on your side. God is your provider. He's your shield. He's your rock. So come on out there and talk to them gang, the gang members. Come on out there and talk to them. You got Jesus on your side. Huh? Oh, man. You said, if, if, what, I forgot how I said I was finna quote it, y'all. But look at here. You said, uh, I forgot to come back to me in a minute. See, I forgot, y'all. So I ain't went in the Bible in a long time. I can't even remember that quote. But it was said, man, look, God is your shepherd. Let him guide you then. Guide you out there in the streets where these people need you at, family. Because the community are deteriorating. They're falling apart. Look at here. They got these things in the school. And I was reading. Um, let me see. Go in here. Let me see. And I pull up right fast. As I was reading something going back with the civil rights movement that I was reading about Brown, uh, Brown versus the board. Uh, and I was, they was talking about how these schools when they was trying to integrate them and how these things that were going, uh, with the school, let me pull this back up right fast. I like this, man. You can put this on your tablet. You can get this on your iPad. This thing is nice. You can take notes and all of this stuff, man. But, the things that was happening uh, with the schools, let me try to go back. Who was this here? Uh, I was looking at something with uh, our sisters. They were talking about Sister Coretta Scott King and how they tried, they had to walk to schools and, and all of this stuff. And they were, uh, uh, all of this with the segregation, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maya Angelou and all of this stuff, segregated movie theaters and all of this stuff that was happening. Uh, we're seeing a lot of this stuff coming back to pass that y'all don't know is basically back. But going to these school systems, right? Um, there's something that I'm seeing that's happening in this city. They're having a lot of chartered schools, and you, and you know they talked about really right the school system. Let me go back. Let me go back to something else. I'm really trying to find trying to find why that talk. But this, the thing about the schools that they were saying here is that a lot of the school children wasn't getting, you know, wasn't they, they didn't think they was getting proper education and they were behind in the schools and the true school blacks. You know, y'all see that even today they talk about how black children are not be able to uh compete with white children, you know, scholastically or whatever and uh on an academic uh level. Y'all y'all hear about that type of thing. They talking about black children slow in school, they can't compete. Well, you know, you look at some of the things that happened going back with the school systems that today that happened. Uh, what was happening with the school, you know, instead, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I'm trying to find something exactly what I'm talking about. Talk to y'all family and read something in this book that I was talking about. Uh, okay. Here's something else. Uh, let me see here. This is, it says in the summer of 19, this is by Brown versus board education. It says in the summer of 1950, 13 black parents attended, uh, attempted to enroll their children in a white-only public schools 
and Topeka, Kansas neighborhood, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but were denied administration. The parents were forced to enroll their children in one of the four black city schools, which placed a significant burden on many of those parents because of the schools were so were uh way long away from their homes. Um the parents sued the Topeka Board of Education in February of 1951 on behalf of the 20 children and although the United States District Court accepted, check it out, accepted psychological evidence that black children were adversely affected by school segregations, the court ruled against the parents. And this is what they're saying because of what was happening between because of the children uh, being segregated. They said they were there was psychological evidence that black children were adversely affected because of segregation. That's what they say, man. I, I don't know, but that's what's on the record. And uh, let me see. Let me skip to something else. Um, and it said also, although some school districts integrated peacefully, others resisted with the help from politicians, from school board to state offices, Houses, rather, excuse me, y'all, from school boards to state houses and governor's mansion, southern politicians vowed to resist the court order. Some even called for a. Now, check this out. Look how low down these vouchers were, man, because they didn't want black children to go to school with them uh, and integrate and get an education. Look with that. Look how dirty these vouchers were. Check this out. Some even called for abolishing public schools all together in order to avoid integration. They would rather, and, 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 and y'all getting mad, some of you getting mad when I call these motherfuckers devils, when I call them motherfucking devils, well, y'all want me to call them Satan, same fucking thing. You call them motherfucking devils. Excuse my French, y'all. Let me out. I ain't been cussing too much. Let me don't, not do it now. They would rather shut down a whole school system, public school system, in order for children not to go to school and get an education. I said education. To go to school and get an education. They wrote the shit. They, <laughs> that's what they was calling for, man. They didn't want the children to go to school and get an education. Now, it kind of goes by my point, what I'm looking at right now. Now they have these things right here in Memphis, right? They got these things called charter school systems, right? They had well, a lot of charter schools. But Memphis had this thing called the city school, Memphis City School. I, and I, I went to the Memphis City School public schools when, in my days. But they had Memphis City Schools. Now, a couple of years ago, Memphis wanted to give up their charter uh, of the school systems. And they gave it over to what they call Shelby County. Because, see, Memphis is in, in is a city, in the city, but we have the county, which is called Shelby County. So Memphis elected to give up their charter for their school system since, I don't know how long hell it's been now. I know everybody was in school, they had it, and just a couple of years ago, they got rid of it. And the county didn't want the children because there was a lot of inner city, you know, youth that will be now uh, considered to be a part of the county. Cause y'all know whatever um, bad test scores and, 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 and failing tests that they have that go with the state because they got, you know, they got to get their cheese. Now they got to get their money. So when they test a lot of these schools, a lot of these schools lose money and funding and things of this nature. Cause they put a uh, George Bush, them came up with that shit. No child left behind and all that stuff. 
uh, back in the days. And uh, but anyway, the, 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 and the county really didn't want to uh, start having these black children coming to these schools, you know, on a massive amount dealing with these black inner city children coming to these schools. But anyway, so now they got the thing and uh, Shelby County schools no, no longer have them. And man, I'm telling y'all, they've been closing down a lot of schools, a lot of schools in the inner city. Uh, they had one school called Booker T. Washington, y'all Booker T. Washington High School. Yeah, they had one here in the city of Memphis. And they were talking about closing that school down, but the reason they didn't close it down because they had a lot of prominent people, the blacks that went to that school, uh, like Maurice White of Earth, Wind, and Fire. He went to that school. Uh, Philip Bailey, I heard a lot of them from Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, in front of Memphis who went to that school. Uh, the mayor, one of the black mayors, did um, uh, W. Harriton, Willie Harriton, he went there. So you had a lot of the prominent blacks that went to that school. And so they kept the school open for now they have, but they have shut down. They closed down all of the um, low income housing that was around there at that time. So that's where all of the children were going because they was right there in that area. So they tore down a lot of the uh, low income housing, what they call projects. And uh, so really they don't have the children in that area to go to this school. So they eventually they're going to close it down, but they closed down Carver at Carver high school. They closed that down. And a lot of the schools in this city, they're closing down. And now, actually now, the uh, ex-mayor, Willie Harrington, who's getting ready to try to run back for mayor again. I wouldn't want to see his ass back in there. But anyway, that's another whole subject. Um, he had a couple of charter schools, and he's closing down a lot of his schools. So they got, I was talking about now on the news, they're closing down seven schools. Seven schools on the chopping block. Yeah. Seven schools on the chopping block, and they're getting them because they're saying they're not, they're not meeting the standard standard requirements. And uh, like the, the 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 mayor, the ex mayor, let me say it, Willie Harrington, the guy I keep mentioning, before he became mayor, he was uh, he was the school superintendent here in the Memphis City Schools. Now he was a superintendent when I was going to school. Yeah, he was the superintendent at that time. And, you know, a lot of people bragged about him. They loved him as a school superintendent. So even when he retired as mayor, um, this go around, last go around a couple of years ago, he opened up a couple of charter schools. And but he is now he having to shut. He already shut down a couple. Now he's getting ready to shut down a couple more because he was saying it's hard to find. Uh, he got a school, one of W.B.E. W.E.B. Du Bois school. Uh, and they find saying it's hard to actually get. Um, what do you call it? Um, qualified teachers to you know teach in the schools for the you know type of money they're they're trying to pay and things in there. So he's saying it's been hard. So he's willing. He's closing down uh, several of his schools. I think he's just gonna keep one school open. But he was saying, man, it, it's it's real hard because of the the requirements that the states are putting on these schools, man. That they just can't meet these requirements. And these are black black schools. You know, they charter schools, but they are black schools. I mean, they're still getting funded. Some of them are still getting funded. You know, they charter, they're still getting funded by Shelby County. And it, it's, it's just a shame, man. So it, it reminds me going back again to segregated school systems and how the things that were happening with the segregated schools. So if they're not getting and their, their, their proper education, the proper material they need to teach the schools adequate, uh, you know, teachers who 
um, who's qualified, man, it, it's going right back again. And I kind of remember the Honorable Minister Lewis, Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan mentioning uh, before that he was saying one time that um, and he was saying the only way it's going to be a time that the only way you're going to get an education is that you're going to have to pay for it. Like maybe going to a private school with all these public, he was saying something about the public schools and that's the only way that you are going to be getting an education that you're going to have to pay for it. Public and shit, there's this open school. It, it, that was going to be a thing of the past. And that's what he was saying. I said, I heard that a couple of years ago that the minister was talking on this. So it's getting there, man. So it's getting bad, man, for the black community, man, and uh, what's happening. And I'm hearing, you know, still again, like they talk about back in the days, man, they had to share books and shit. That's what's been in the school, they don't even have books now. They actually, man, they've been talking about they didn't have no damn books, so they've been doing things on computers now. So, you know, and there's a school here in the city, uh, been ran by Shelby County. They had to shut it down for a couple of weeks because it's been shut down. And then they opened the school, the health department went in there and gave them a hundred percent on the uh health department grade. And when they opened it up, man. <sighs> Damn, fam. They found, check this out, fam. I don't know how the hell this happened. They found snakes in the damn school. They said it was roach and rats infested. Now, now I can see you maybe said a snake, I mean a rat and roaches. But goddamn, fam, they even got snakes in the school. It's called, I think it was Kirby, Kirby High School. Snakes in the school. So they had to shit it out. Now, man, I'm telling you, in this, one more time, black school, the predominant black neighborhood. This is, this is happening with our school. So they've been right now, they had, they've been shut the school down for a couple of weeks, and now they're dividing the school children, sending them some to a charter school, and some they've been having them in half of the school. I guess they cleaned out half of it, then they got half of it where they got open where the children can come. Man, I'm telling you, fam, this shit don't happen. They just built in in the white neighborhood out in Collierville. They just built a brand new high school out there in Collierville High School. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, please don't quote me on this. Y'all ain't got no reason to quote me on it anyway. But I think they said they paid over, I, I think it was $90 million. I might be wrong. It might be more than that. But it's in the millions of dollars they just built this high-tech high school. I didn't call you, Bill, but I'm telling y'all, now what a goddamn so-called white folks day. Ninety, I think it was ninety million, or it was if it was if it, it was a nine in there. If it wasn't ninety million, it was a hunt, it was nine hundred million. God damn it, but it was up there in the millions. School, high tech school. They said they don't even have, they don't have books, everything. They ain't even got a white guy was telling us about that. He said, Man, they ain't even got lockers in the school. They didn't even put lockers in them because everything they got in there is computerized. Everything. He said they don't even, that's why they don't have lockers because shit, you don't got no lead to put in no book bags because you don't even have to have books. Everything is goddamn ran by computers in there. Man, they bragged about that high tech ass school. That motherfucker, it do look like, it don't look like a high school. That bad boy look like a damn uh, a university or something, a college university. And can I tell y'all something? They just opened that school up, right? How about in some just, throwing this out and even in that school uh right after a couple of weeks after they opened it somebody wrote some racial slurs on the desk 
in the school on one of the black student desks. They put nigger, scrape, uh, rope nigger all on her desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got some black students that go out there, but it's predominantly white. Whites out there, upper class, middle class, whites and things of that nature that go out there. Yeah, so they found racial slur already out there on the desk. They just opened that damn schools up. Mm-hmm. But let me play some of these clips right fast, uh, family, and, and, and um, check this out. I'm going to play this one. Now, uh, let's see here. Let me get this one. Yeah, I want to play this one right fast. Uh, this is a clip, yes. It's coming from Prager U by Dennis Prager, who was started by Prager, Dennis Prager, and who is a conservative um, from a liberal family out there. Five, but despite that, because um, hell, I, I, despite all of that, let's deal with the facts. Is it true or false? Forget the political shit. Is it true or false? That's what we look at. Let's deal with the facts because it. Y'all, I'm not conservative, Democrat, I ain't none of that shit. I ain't none of that. I love my brother, Roland Martin. He's a Democrat, diehard Democrat. Y'all know that. He's a liberal. That's my, I like that brother. And check out, since I'm saying that, I got to plug my brother again. Check out the uh, Roland Martin Unplugged, not Unplugged, what is it? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Roland Martin Unfiltered, man, on various social medias. He's on Facebook, you know, because he's doing it on the internet now, since so he's not on TV1. He's all over uh, YouTube. You can find him on Periscope. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered, man. Great education, uh, great information that he had on there. And it was funny that I was listening to his show. I think I already told you all about this one. <laughs> but, and I'm going to play this clip uh, about how Donald Trump, dumbass, tweeted out something. He thought it was uh, another um Military, I think they said a Swiss military, but hell, it was actually the New Black Panthers who was out there rescu- rescuing uh, some people out there, and uh, what was it, the Carolina New Black Panther part out there in the boats that was rescuing people. So I just had to throw that out, man. Donald Trump, boy, I tell you, dumbass. But check this out right here, family. Check this out. When blacks, this this is the name of this one. Y'all can check this out on YouTube as well. It's called Blacks in Power. Don't empower blacks. There's something to think about. Because just go back to what I'm talking about in this book. When the middle class move out, blacks in power don't empower blacks. Now, this ain't got, and, and like I said, this is from a conservative YouTube thing, Prager U, which is ran by conservative. But just think about the information. Damn the political party. You think about this and think about our communities when we talk about contributing factors to the deteriorating status of the black community. Just think about this. Weigh out the facts and see is it true or see as it falls. Here we go and play this right fast. Since 1965, the number of black elected officials has exploded. Between 1970 and 2012, it grew from fewer than 1,500 to more than 10,000. And oh yes, a black man was elected president. Twice. Conventional wisdom would suggest that all these political gains would lead to economic gains. But that has not proven to be the case. In fact, during an era of growing black political influence, blacks as a group progressed at a slower rate than whites, and the black poor actually lost ground. Why was the conventional wisdom wrong? Because it was based on the incorrect assumption that politics was the pathway to black progress. Only black politicians, so the thinking went, could properly understand and address the challenges facing 
black Americans. It wasn't stable families, hard work, or education that would lift blacks into the middle class. It was more black city councilmen, congressmen, and senators. But the evidence, even according to liberal social scientists like Gary Orfield, indicates that there may be little relationship between the success of black leaders and the opportunities of typical black families. So while black politicians from Tom Bradley and Marion Barry to Maxine Waters and John Conyers achieved considerable personal success, their constituents did not. Yet this calculus, political success as a prerequisite to a better life, remains progressive orthodoxy today. When Michael Brown was shot dead after assaulting a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014, much was made over the racial composition of the police department and city leaders. But if black representation among law enforcement and city officials is so critically important, how do you explain the rioting in Baltimore the following year after a black suspect there died in police custody? At the time, 40% of Baltimore's police officers were black. The Baltimore police commissioner was also black, along with the mayor and a majority of the city council. What can be said of Baltimore is also true of Cleveland, Detroit, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Washington, D.C., where black mayors and police chiefs and city councilmen and school superintendents have been in office for decades. But to what end? As I document in my book, False Black Power, when blacks had little political power, they nevertheless made significant economic progress. In the 1940s and 50s, black labor participation rates exceeded those of whites. Black incomes grew much faster than white incomes, and the black poverty rate fell by 40 percentage points. Between 1940 and 1970, that is, during the Jim Crow era, with its racist laws, and before any affirmative action, the number of blacks in middle-class professions quadrupled. In other words, racial gaps were steadily narrowing without any special treatment for blacks. And then came the war on poverty in the mid-60s. This was supposed to close the gap once and for all. Yet despite billions of dollars of government assistance in the form of welfare payments, housing projects, and enforced hiring programs like affirmative action, black poverty rates remained unchanged relative to white poverty rates. In fact, a strong case can be made that to the extent that a social program, however well-meaning, interferes with a group's self-development, it does more harm than good. Government policies that discourage marriage and undermine the work ethic, open-ended welfare benefits, for example, help keep poor people poor. No wonder, then, that more black politicians bringing home more government aid has done so little to improve rates of black employment, home ownership, and academic achievement. As economist Thomas Sowell explains, the relationship between political success and economic success has been more nearly inverse than direct. The history of Germans, Jews, and Italians in America supports Sowell's observation. Each of these groups made significant economic gains before ever attaining significant political power. Asians are the most recent example. How many prominent Asian politicians can you name? On the other hand, the Irish, whose rise from poverty in the 19th century was especially slow, were very politically successful. Irish-run political organizations in places like Boston and Philadelphia dominated local government. In the U.S., 
the Irish had more political success than any other ethnic minority group. Yet the Irish were, according to Seoul, the slowest rising of all European immigrants to America. The black experience in America is, of course, different from the experience of the Irish or any other ethnic minority. But that doesn't undermine the obvious conclusion. Human capital is far more important than political capital. And the formula for prosperity is the same across the human spectrum. Traditional values such as marriage, stable families, education, and hard work are immeasurably more important than the color of your congressman or senator or police chief or president. I'm Jason Riley of the Manhattan Institute for Prager University. Thank you for watching this video. To help keep Prager... All right, all right, all right. It's Prager U. It's Prager U. Oh, man. Hey, hey. What a line. What a line. Have we seen any growth in our communities since we have these politicians? You know, people talk about Barack Obama. Let me see. I got my mic turned up a little bit. There we go. You talk about Barack Obama. Everybody was happy that a black president, oh, we're going to get some change. What he say? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Change? Yes, we can. Does the black community see any change? He mentioned Maxine Waters, who I, who it was said that I ought to be ashamed because I talked about Maxine Waters. But they talk about Maxine Waters has grown her finances and her uh, being well off is, hey, she's well off. And, you know, hey, and um, she's not just saying she's she's just straight out rich because I looked up her, her, uh, what she's worth, and she should have been worth more than that out of all of these years she's been in office. But, hey, you know, she's kind of living a little average lifestyle. She probably don't spend till it changed. But her constituents, which she live in, they uh, they are not living up to the standards where she living at. They're not living that 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 they're having that money coming in like she. Is. So, but we look at these politicians and look at the things that he said. So, is it true? Is it is this true? Because these these conserve and and, and I'm gonna tell y'all on that interview, there was a black guy who said, and I know y'all said, well, this is gonna start uh, uh, step and fetch it as Negro. Just look at the stats, man. Just look at the stats and see is it true. I've seen it in this city. I see the blacks that's in this city where I reside. Most predominantly black neighbor, uh, predominantly black city of Memphis. All of these black politicians, whether they Democrats and shit that's in this city. Look at look at look at our situations, man. We had like for twenty years, twenty some years, two black mayors that ran back to back in this city. This shit ain't this city. It should be well off. If we looking out for black uh, interests, they didn't. They looked out for their own goddamn interests. They left out of their millionaires, uh, real estate tycoons and shit. Huh? I'm talking about the one that I said earlier, Willie Harrington and all of that, and even A.C. Warden and things. That they, they looked out for their own best interests. They sold off a lot of things in this city. Man, Memphis don't even have an amusement park. They want to be looked at as a metropolitan city and things of the nature, try to be in, in compatibility with Atlanta. Man, Memphis ain't nowhere like no goddamn Atlanta. You can't be. You sold your amusement park. We had something called Liberty Land here. They sold this, They sold it. And we used to have what they call the Mid-South Fair used to come here. Uh, man, they don't even want to come to Memphis no more. They gone down to Mississippi. They go. We got to go across the goddamn state line and go to the fair. They don't even want to come to Memphis no more. 
They sold a lot of the things that's in this city, man. They sold the goddamn city off. <laughs> but that's how it is. They wanted to, a guy, a white guy, they had to build this thing called uh, the pyramid. Actually, there's a pyramid. And uh, which I heard some old dumbass guy, and I'm, I'm excuse me, y'all, but somebody going to say, and it just really pissed me off when people say y'all try to give y'all ignorance and stupidity. Talking about this some pyramids, Memphis, the Mississippi River. <sighs> this show's just easy because of the Mississippi River and Memphis got Memphis, Tennessee got pyramid. That old man made that pyramid. Uh, yeah, I, well, I know man, we make all of them, but that bullshiggity. And but that thing down there, they want to turn it into a white guy wants to buy all of that and take it off the city hands, and they want to spend all of his own money out of his pocket. And build an amusement park. But these old gold digging ass dudes down here in this city, and they had a black dude who was instrumental in it. Uh, he they said, no, 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 we ain't gonna do that. And they wanted to get Bass Pro Shop. And now Bass Pro Shop uh, is in that building. And we as the taxpayers are still paying for that building. When that white guy, business guy, wanted to build an amusement park, and he was gonna pay for every goddamn thing with his city. The taxpayers wouldn't have nothing to do with that land down there no more. He was going to buy all of that, and we would have had another amusement park down in the city. But no, these old dumbass Negroes down here, they that shit because they want to line their own goddamn pocket instead of looking at, for the interest of what was going to happen in this city for the people in this city. They don't give a goddamn. We got all these black politicians. Do blacks in power, do blacks in power, empower blacks. Or as that thing said, Prager you blacks in power don't empower blacks. Huh? I I I I think so. I, I I go with that. I go with that. I go with what it said in there because we look at the things we do. They in this office, goddammit, but they don't empower us. They don't bring no financial stability to the neighborhoods. They don't build nothing. They're not trying no goddamn jobs into the neighborhood. They're not trying to build a goddamn thing. They're trying to build up their damn uh, uh revenue. Fill up their pockets. But in their pocket, put some change in their pockets. But let me go to this book right fast. Go back to this book right fast. And then I got another clip I want to play. Um, not from PragerU. Going to a city hall meeting. The power of political organizations have been diminished. Uh, no longer, let me see. The, the power, let me go back. The power of the, uh, the power of political organizations have been diminished. And no longer in better education and wealthier blacks who are more likely to participate actively in the political process. In cities with shrinking tax base, civics and social organizations have fewer resources to improve neighborhoods, initiate youth programs, and provide incentive to attract external sources of support. And let me stop right there for one second because I got some more I want to read. But I remember hearing we talk about uh, initiating youth programs, right? Um, a lot of the things in this city, man, they used to have for the summer jobs. They used to create the city used to have like summer jobs when these children used to get out of school uh, for the summer. They had programs where children can go work and they pay up, you know, where they get a job and make them a little summer money. So when they get ready to go back to school, they could buy them some clothes and whatever they wanted to do with their money. But they had school uh, uh, summer programs. All of that's gone. 
All of that is gone now. I remember, but the last year that they had it, these children worked damn near all summer, and they had problems giving them their damn money. They kept, oh, we're going to pay you, we're going to pay you. They had problems giving them their money, and it was damn near, man, for the summer of before they finally got their money. But, you know, it's a lot of problems like that went on. Uh, so it, I don't, now they don't even have summer programs here in this city no more for the youth to get any jobs. You know, they just, man, these goddamn politicians just in that motherfucker just sucking the, sucking the damn life out of the communities, bro. They just sucking the life out of them. And, and, and primarily a lot of them on the community are black folks. I'm going to say it on the city council, are so-called black folks. See, that's what I said. We always talk about we got to get black people in the political office, just like that thing said, man. Just because you get a black politicians and shit in there, that don't mean a goddamn thing. But like I said, just when they said Obama got in there, we didn't see a goddamn change. We just see a black face. That's all you see, just an image. But do change come when we see black people in these political uh, 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 offices? Hell to the goddamn no. So our situations are still occurring and still happening the same way, man, because these politicians don't damn didn't give a goddamn about you. Now, tell the first thing, you better hold their ass accountable. Look here, let me tell your black ass something. You better goddamn it do it with the fuck we told you. We voted your black ass in here. I ain't say y'all got to talk to them like that. But you got to get y'all that. I'm, I'm going to play that clip. There's another clip going. It's going gonna, it's gonna to probably give y'all a better understanding of what I'm talking about. Goddamn it, when you go to a city and you goddamn it, get on these goddamn city council members, you get on these goddamn all the you get on whoever, whatever your title they got in y'all goddamn community. You get on these goddamn folks' ass, man. Because these are your children. These are our community where we live in. And goddamn it, one thing is we pay taxes as you a citizen in America. I don't give a goddamn some of y'all talking about we ain't no citizen of America. You, If you got anything you paying taxes for, you go to the store and buy some goddamn it, a piece of bubble gum. You pay taxes. Goddamn it. If you paying taxes, these motherfuckers in these political office, they work for you. They work for fucking you. Trump, too. All of them, they work for you because we pay their fucking salaries with our taxes. Well, let me read on. Let me let me calm down. It says, with the breakdown or weakening of these traditional institutions within the inner city communities, there have been a parallel breakdown of the traditional black community values of the importance of family, religion, education, self-improvement, and uh, uh, social coercion, external social uh, support networks. Many blacks in the inner cities no longer seem to feel connected to each other, responsible for each other, or concerned about each other. Huh? Oh, yeah. See, that seemed to be one of our major problems. That seemed to be one of our major problems. Like I said, don't we talk about this, man? Say, man, man, get yours, man. Like I said, we say, man, we don't have the compassion. We don't have, we're not linking up as a community no more. I, say, I don't really know how we can damn near call it a community anymore because there's no unity. Because on the end of that word, two-part word, man, compound word, come, like come, come to, come forward, and unity, come unity. We're not coming together in unity. But the thing I... It does say that uh, many blacks in the inner city no longer f- seem to feel connected to each other. What happened to that connectivity? What happened to that, man? What happened to that, 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 that love that we had for each other and the love that we had for our 
community, in our neighborhoods, in the in the places where we reside. What happened to that? The love for your neighborhood. Rep your we say we rep your neighborhood. You represent the place where you stand for, man. You were proud of where you come from, you know, where you were at. And y'all all stood together in solidarity, man, to make sure things in your community worked out. Huh? And most of these politicians that grew up, they grew up in some of these neighborhoods as well. To make sure their neighborhoods, when they got into political office or whatever, they made sure those offices or uh made sure they try to help out those communities. That's why they ran for office because they, they grew up there. They knew the elders in that community. They knew the people in those communities. So they wanted things to function to help those people where they grew up at. And they knew the hard times they were uh when they were growing up in that community or in those neighborhoods. But that's just something I just throw out there, bro. Let me play this right here, fam. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of it, but I listened to some of it. I like this right here. Check this out. Twenty eight Smith Street. Well, well, well. Guess we had about forty five missing children in the city. Hasn't seen one council person riding around looking for nobody. Guess we got about 1,200 to 1,500 vacant properties. You guys haven't addressed a thing. We have bodies being found all over the place. You guys still not addressing anything. I guess when we say you don't care, you don't care. You're having these little meetings over here, meetings over there. You're not addressing anything. You're not. The people in this city, at every community meeting across this city for the last 10 years, have told you that this city is too dark. You guys have not lifted one finger to ask public service to take the wattage from the current 50% that it's at and put it at 100. Crime breathes because this city is dark. Crime breathes because you allow these vacant properties to sit and do nothing. Now, you might not have the courage to take some action and amend the ordinance in the city to deal with vacant properties owned by the bank, but you ain't even dealing with your own properties. Every vacant property with grass lawn all over it, the the, the people in the back of the house, city of Newark owned. Now, I know y'all stealing down here, and I know some of this stuff they say city of Newark on it is already owned by somebody. Whether your office is involved or not, guess what? Y'all the Baraka team. So don't separate now. You didn't separate while you was out there. Now you're all going to sink and swim together. So whatever does over there in that corner on the second floor, you're always defending them, especially you, mother. Y'all going to sink with it. The value of the abandoned property in this town could have taken those people out of 224, could have taken those people out of the YMCA, could have taken those people out of UCC, and could have taken every family that's living doubled up on it, and we could have put everybody in the home. You could have been receiving some rent, which means they could have been taxable rateable. Everybody that lives in the city of North that comes down here and tries to buy property, for whatever reason, y'all have no accommodations for them. People have tried to buy empty houses next to their own house, won't sell it to them. But when they call their family from out of town, all of a sudden, now it's available. We've been working on properties and working on properties and working on properties. Illegal motion on the field. You have done nothing in the community. Downtown is booming, absolutely. Ain't got nothing to do with none of y'all. Because they was coming anyway. Just a 40-year plan. Y'all ain't playing nothing. Y'all ain't getting none of these companies to come in. Because when the FBI came and the CIA went in the Macy's building, they was coming. But the crime and the, and the inept leadership that we got to deal with in the community, 
Y'all didn't bank on these uh, folks from downtown coming down here talking, did you? Ooh, boy, I love it. You got people up here tonight from out of town. Y'all shaking in y'all boots. Y'all gonna have an emergency meeting in the morning. The white people are coming to the... Y'all give a damn about us. But now the white folks done came. All right, now. I'm getting ready to sign all of them up for the Get It Done crew. Because the Get It Done crew gonna get it done, and they gonna help us. They ain't got no problem. Ain't no racist remark I'm making. Y'all done pumped up. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? You don't address our asses like that. You don't address us like that. You don't respect us when we up here. But you got some white folks from out of park in the house. Good morning, ma'am. How's everything? Call counsel, please come up and answer. Oh, my God, they're here. you damn right they're here. Because you let them in. Watch your language. Yeah, you watch yours. Because I don't like your language because you ain't saying nothing. Murder, crime, southward out of control. You've been living there all your life. Done nothing, mother. And that's on your watch. You, Cleo, Rash, all of y'all. They area up there on Freedom Housing Avenue where we've been for the last seven nights. It's horrible. Now, when y'all gonna turn the lights up in the city? When? Every community meeting and every ward the residents telling you it's too dark. Y'all don't care? You can't sleep here at night. 1,200 police officers, what north they talking about? North Delaware? Because if we got 1,200 police officers, that means we got 200 per precinct. That means 7 o'clock in the morning when we out door patrol, making sure the children don't get snatched. And address that to either, none of y'all. You got the man flashing the kids over by Central High School, uh, Miss uh, MacGyver. You think you want to park there 7.30 tomorrow? Maybe you can catch the black van. Because there ain't no officers out there. Aniva and Louie, can I catch y'all up over at Bridgewood Park so we don't have another child getting raped? Hey, about Joe? No, not that person. Hey, Joe, how about can I, can I get you on South Orange Avenue as well? Thank you, Ms. Jackson. Your time has expired. Thank you. Mr. Clerk. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you go to a damn city council meeting and you turn that mother sucker out. That's what I'm talking about right there. See, that's when you go and that's how you go take care of business. See, that's how I'm... When you sit... (laughs) That's how you go take care of business when you go. You let them know, look, you got this position that we elected you to be in. Huh? And you put put the fire to their ass. You ain't got to be all out with it, you know, crazy with it, but you put the fight of that. You let them know that you're not satisfied with what's in your community. See, the things that happen in our community because we allow it to happen, we sit there silent, be quiet about the things that's happening in the community. That's why I really look at the civil rights movement, man. I'm looking at this thing in a whole different way today, man. I'm telling y'all, man. Woo! If it was some silence, even though we don't like some of these folks, the Dr. King, them, I'm a, if it wasn't for some of them brothers and sisters like that, man, I'm telling y'all, what fix will we be in today? What fix will we be in today if it wasn't for folks who were standing up and wouldn't want to, they didn't want to continue to just sit down and just be quiet about the situation. They didn't just want to be passive about the situation. We might don't like the way a lot of them did it, and you know, and I, and I, and this is what I, 
and I've heard, and and I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this, you know. And I and I talk about the black nationalism and the black power, but oh man, a question was asked, and I had to think about this and look at it in my goddamn self and say, it was asked, well, what what the black power, so-called black power movement, what did they get accomplished and get past, you know, and and to help the communities? Huh? What laws did they get passed to help and stop the black community from getting uh beat down and disenfranchised? What what was it? But I know it was a lot of great programs that they did and with the Black Panthers, and I got something I've been reading in the book on that as well when they started their own school system. Uh damn, I wish I had to pull that up. Um they started their own school system since you know things was happening, the Black Panthers. I'm talking about the original Black Panthers, peace and uh, salute to those soldiers, Huey uh, P. Newton, and what they done back in the days, man, with the, with the school that they uh, put together, man. Great things, and they had the youth, because they put something together out of out of necessity, because they they seen what wasn't happening. They they babies wasn't getting uh, proper education. They wasn't they wasn't getting properly uh, uh, minds wasn't getting proper nourished. So they put together these things out of necessity. So self-family, we got a thing we need to be putting together because we have a necessity. There's things that we're liking. Huh? That's why you hear the, that sister fiery up. She's fired up. They're snatching the children. You 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 hear what this sister was saying. That's, that's how we're supposed to be, man, about our communities, about where we live at, man, about lives in our communities. Huh? That's how we're supposed to be. Let me give y'all something right fast out of the go back to the message to the black man by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Uh this comes this program's in positions. He says the program for self development. Uh we don't no longer we no longer be a contributing factor to the deterioration of the status of the black community. We no 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 no. We know the answer, family. We should have these things deteriorating. That shouldn't even be in the in the sentence when we're talking about the black community. Because we know the answer. People like to all well, what's the solution, brother? What's the solution? No, 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 no. Quit asking me the goddamn solution. Tell y'all, I, I, I can't stand it when people ask me, what's the solution, brother? What's the solution? Don't ask me no goddamn solutions. You already know the answer, sisters and brothers. You know what you're supposed to be doing. The problem is, are you willing to stand up and do it? That's the problem. We got folks today. We got folks that know what's things are wrong but are they willing to stand up and say something or just do something no 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 see that's the goddamn problem so don't ask me no goddamn what's the solution because i want to know when you're gonna get up and do do it if i told you the solution are you willing to go out and do what the solution called for that's the thing Donald elijah muhammad says right here in the message of the black man program positioned Pull your resources. Pull your resources. Education and uh, qualifications for independence. Stop forcing yourselves in places where you cannot. Wait, wait, let me go back. I messed it up, y'all. Stop forcing yourselves (laughs) into places where you want it. That's most definitely, y'all. We got to stop that bullshit. Get it there. Stop forcing. Let me read that again. Stop forcing yourself into places where you are not wanted. 
Stop that shit trying to fit into a society that don't want you. You can't force yourself down in Trump administration. You can't force yourself into Trump world. He don't want you. He don't want you. So quit forcing yourself in places where you're not wanted. Here we go, y'all. Number four. Make your own neighborhood a decent place to live. Ooh, we number four, number four, number four. That's what I'm talking about. You ain't got to move out in the suburbs. You ain't got to move out with whitey yet. You ain't got to move out with other folks because you think you get. Fix up your own place, sisters and brothers. Clean. Let's pick up the paper in our neighborhood. Pick up the paper in your own, around your own house. Look, you ain't got to move way out there. You can beautify your own. Like I said, that's why I've seen this black communities where I, man, I drive through this city and I just see black neighborhoods. And I was like, wow. Black folks be doing it. Man, it make me feel good. You know, I, I, I mess with, I go through some of them neighborhoods. Like, I, I mess with some of the elders I see over there. And I'm like, man, when I grow up, I want to be, I, you know, I use those things. I grow up, man, I want to be just like you. <laughs> I like this here. And I, some of them, I just mess with them, you know what I'm saying, little jokey jokes and stuff. I said, now, that's what I'm talking about. I love seeing this. I said, I love seeing this. I let them know there's people, man, that's out here proud to see black folks still in the communities and have beautiful neighborhoods, yards well manicured, houses up and upkeep and nice, beautiful, still in the neighborhoods. I like the man let them know, man, that look, I like this, bro. There's people, man, are proud, look up to that. That shit, man, make me feel good to see that, man. But make your own neighborhoods a, 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 a decent place to live. Like white folks can have that shit, but they seeing things that's going on in the community. Uh-uh. Y'all ain't finna, y'all ain't finna stand out here and say no goddamn drugs. I know my goddamn neighborhood. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Get the fuck on with that now. You ain't finna do that. We ain't finna do that now. You ain't finna mess our property value up. My house. Shit, about $100,000 right now. You ain't finna have my shit going down on no $50,000. I can't sell my goddamn house because y'all around here want to sell drugs. See, that's the problem, man. We got to stop this shit from happening. Because you take your ass out in them neighborhoods, they ain't finna have this shit. They ain't finna have all that stuff going on in their neighborhood. We can have the same thing. You ain't got to move out there. Just straighten up where you at. Straighten up where you at, family. That's all we got to do. That's all we got to do. Well, let me keep on. Number five. Rid yourself of the lust of wine and drinks and learn to love yourself and your kind before loving others. Most definitely, y'all. Ooh, that last part, though, before loving others. You got to learn how to do that. That goes again with the other one. Stop trying to force yourself where you're not wanted. Stop trying to love every goddamn body else and you ain't learn how to love yourself first. I ain't just talking about yourself. I'm talking about those who look like you. Like we arguing over this and that, what we ain't and what we are and all that. We fighting, fussing and fighting shit. Learn how to love yourself. But you run over there, want to holler to the Asian. You want to run to the Mexican community. You want to run to the white. You want to find love in them and you ain't found love in your sister and others. Huh? And then when they kick your ass out of their community, where you going to be running back to? Going to be running back to us because you know we come, we have open arms. We allow everybody to come amongst us. But you better learn how to love your goddamn self first. Unite to create a future for yourself. That's number six. Number seven, build your own homes, schools, hospitals, and factories. 
than when they doing that family doing segregation. That that the clip I played, power don't empower blacks. Didn't he talk about that? That conservative black man that was on PragerU. Didn't he talk about that? The things that 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 we had. I, well, our ancestors before they had and they were established how they was well off before all of these social programs of integration, huh? They talk about that. Then they have black hospitals when they were segregated. Yes, they did. Then they had they own built their own black homes. Yes, they did. They have black schools. Yes, they did. Then they have black factories. Yes, they did. God damn it. Then they have the black banks. Yes, they did. So why not now? Oh, I know, I know, I know. You don't want to offend anybody because we now have integrated into this house. We've in this house now. So, no, we, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that, Sun Ray. We don't want nobody to feel bad. And, and if we get an all-black school, we get an all-black hospital, we, no, 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 brother, that's kind of offensive there, brother. We don't We don't want to do that. No, 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 no. H, that's why we got HBUs, what you call it, historical black colleges and universities now. Hmm. Well, they're accepting everybody. Huh? Got white folks in the school. See, now, I don't, you know, I don't really mind. You can, you can bring the Mexicans and something like them. Yeah, they, 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 okay. We, they the brown. They, they part of the brown family. You can bring them in. That's, that's all right. That's cool. Puerto Rican ain't got no problem. Them, you bring them on in to them, them, the Caucasian, the Asians. Well, I look at it. Hell, some of them, I looked at the history of Spellman. Shit, might as well. Shit, it, it was, uh, what was it? Yeah, Spellman. Hell, the Rockefellers, them built them, helped build it anyway. It was named after Rockefeller's wife. Y'all, y'all didn't know? Look, look up the history of Spellman. I ain't going to tell, tell y'all nothing. Look up the history of Spellman, uh, Morehouse, all that shit, y'all. White folks were behind all of that shit, and they weren't even really uh, meant to be what it is now, those historical colleges like that. So go and look up Spellman. Mm-hmm. Go and look it up. 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 But um, do not, uh-oh, 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 number eight. Do not mix your blood through racial integration. Mm, I ain't going to even focus on that because y'all don't want to hear that shit. Y'all don't want to hear that anyway. Y'all don't want to hear that all right, I'm going on. Stop buying expensive cars, fine clothes, and shoes before you're being able to live in a fine home. Uh-oh. Quit buying them goddamn Jordans. And you ain't got no place to stay. You ain't even got water running in your house. But you're standing in line buying them three and $400 damn Jordan. I might be exaggerating on the 400 but I don't know. I don't buy Jordan, so it probably do cost 400 You ain't got a place to damn stay. You stand from house to house living over your mama's house. Living on your living on your house, this woman's house, sleeping on this couch, sleeping on that couch. But you got them guy, boy, you gonna get your goddamn joys now. Alam Elijah Muhammad said, Stop that. Stop wanting to wear all them goddamn expensive suits and all these other clothes, Versace and all of this. Buying these expensive cars. I've seen folks, man, lived in the projects, got Jaguars. They got all kind of man, expensive ass cars. And he said they ain't got a fine home to live in. Get you a fine, get you a place to stay first. Get you a decent roof over your head. Then you can do those type of things if you want to, but you got to have a roof over your head. He said, get you a fine home. Stop buying that stuff. Spend your money amongst your own selves. That's number, that's number 10. Number 11 says, build an 
ethnic system amongst yourself. That's that's key. Uh, number twelve, the last one here says, protect your women. Mm, protect your women, brothers. But yeah, we're gonna have to. That's some of the things, man. I, like I said, I ain't gonna stay in here long, man. I'm gonna get out of here, man. I, I'm, um, I'm gonna get into my civil rights course and get on reading on my civil rights course on uh, iTunes U. Like I said, family, y'all got the iTunes U. Go ahead and get that and uh, check that out, man. iTunes U. There are various courses that you can courses of study that you can study on right there on iTunes U. Get that, get that, get that, get that, man. Find something that uh, you can get. They got economics. We need that, man. We need to really just get in there and learn about economics so we can learn how to free ourselves economically and, um, you know, get in the game, get in the game. Uh, But, yeah, y'all want this book, family, that I was going in looking at earlier, reading some excerpt. It's called Race, Class, and Gender, and... Anthology. Yeah, that's the name of it. Race, class, and gender and anthology. It's a lot of stuff in here, man, about the welfare system and everything. Two women, a white and well, I don't mean let me start back or what? A black sister and a white woman or 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 what they call African American or black. Uh melanated, carbonated sister and a European and Caucasian uh wrote this book together. Uh, despite that, man, there's a lot of great things in here, man. I'm telling the role of the middle class. It's a lot of information. Great book, man. I'm telling y'all, great book. Um, the middle class, black burdens. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a lot of things in here, man. I'm just like, great book. But um, uh, let me see what else. And like I said, check out my good brother, man, Roland Martin, right there on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Um great show that brother have on all the different social media outlets. Check them out, man. Roland Martin unfiltered. Um, like I said, family, we just living in some times, man, critical, man. You know, we gotta, we gotta get our, our head together, get ourselves together, man. Cause <clears throat> ain't, ain't nobody playing out here, man. Ain't nobody playing with our asses, man. And we shouldn't be taking life for granted and, and, and playing ourselves, playing around. And when they're like closing down these schools, you know, I did like I said, I didn't finish. I didn't finish it, you know, but I, I, I wish I did. And um but you know, I'm able to snap back and uh never gave up and you know, learning and I was glad I some brothers gave me a word and led me on a path that I'm I'm in school. I'm still in school. Uh life. I'm in the school called life. And I'm learning, in which I will never graduate. There's no diploma for this school that I'm in. Uh, there's no cap and gown, none of that in this, in this class that I'm in, or this this course that I'm taking called life. There's none of that. There's no pat on the backs with this. It's just a class that you take of learning, and you're forever uh, learning if you want to. That's just if you and how you apply yourself in this class. Um, so that's what it is for me. And uh, I'll forever be enrolled in this class now. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate them brothers and sisters who who got me on this path. 
and um, the people that I'm always run across and who uh, inspire me, you know, and, and 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 when I hear things and I'm get inquisitive and to try to find out more about this and more about that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, family, also, don't uh, one more time. Don't forget. Um, just let's think about those who out there that's less fortunate than you, as well. Um, you know, those who may be on the street that's homeless. Um, you know, I know they got the thing that's going on with uh, the, the hurricane Florence that hit in the Carolina areas. Uh, let's think about those families that's there. Find a effective. Um, relief effort organization that you can trust. Um, I gave out one, you know, the other day, other day, the Black Cross, but I'm just let y'all pick. I ain't going to throw nothing out no more. I let y'all pick, you know, I don't want y'all to say I'm persuading y'all to go on somebody and, you know, but find somebody, man. I, I don't fuck with Red Cross, y'all. I'm just going to say that straight out. I don't deal with Red Cross. But, you know, hey, you pick who you want. That's, that's, that's your prerogative, Bobby Brown. But, um, and, you know, just think about those uh, nice lists, man, that's out there, you know. Um, and I just say, man, I, I, I big up to my <clears throat> big up to my wife uh, as well, uh, man. I, and I appreciate the most high for giving me somebody like her in my life because, number one, two, she, she's uh, thinking about the same thing. And I tell y'all, family, and, and since I'm saying that, there's nothing like having somebody who's in your life who's – Basically, on the same path you are, a wavelength that you on. Uh, maybe not all the way to do everything that I do, but just think about those. She, she, she just think about those who are less and less fortunate than maybe we are. We don't have, we ain't rich or nothing like that. Hell, we ain't even goddamn it's all middle class. But we still think about those who are out here, man, because it could be us. Uh, you know. And, and, and there was a brother on the street that my wife seen the other day that was sleeping, sitting on the road. And they're not trying to be braggadocious or nothing like that. I just just mentioned this. And it is showing how, how wonderful, like I said, we talk this. I can be talking this, man. But if you ain't trying to live this and trying to help the folks out, man, you just got damn it showing out. You know, just all you're doing, you just running your goddamn mouth, just showing out. So, um, you know, she... We seen this brother the day just sitting out there, and it was getting ready to rain. It was kind of drizzling and out, you know. He had a little car sitting out, and uh, at that time, you know, we was had to hear up. We was had to, put, to appointment, and but we didn't come away. But that night, man, she said she woke up me early that Sunday morning. She's like, "Hey, what you getting ready to do?" She said, "Man, I, I'm I, I need you to with me." I'm like, "What's going on?" I need, I want, man, I, the, the guy, that homeless guy was on my mind all night, man. I want, I want to take him some. I want to take him some. So, I okay, cool, cool, cool. So, we, you know, we rode down and took him some. And this time, man, that day, then and Sunday, it was, man, it was flat foot raining. Y'all don't know about that flat foot. It was, man, it was raining hard yesterday. So, you know, the brother was out there, man, in the rain. He had his blanket and the bed and covered up in the blanket and stuff out there. Man, it's pouring down. And I was like, damn. And, you know, and that's what I've been talking about, the survival on Friday, man, the survival kits. Those things came, that that thing came in handy. Um, I got, like, tents and things of this nature. So we went back. We took them some money for a day, and we actually went, came home, and I got some stuff. And we took took it back and made the man, a, you know, braid the brother, not the, you know, not the man, made the, um, you know, 
something I try to help him out, you know, to cover him up in the rain, you know, and stuff like that. But I got some more thing I'm going to try to do. Um, I can't get him by my house, but I got some more stuff I'm going to try to do, you know, because uh, try to build him some, some shelter. So I got some things I'm going to try to work out. But like I said, man, just think about those out there in the street who are less fortunate. If you got anything, anything you can help them out with it, man, y'all just don't know how happy that brother were. Uh, just when I could just help him to put some shelter. I knew there was a tent that I, you know, put up, you know, he put over the brother to help him, man. Instead of having that blanket and just pouring down, I mean, it's man, it was, I mean, raining in buckets. And uh, like somebody broke the damn pipe as I was raining yesterday, but he put that over the man. The brother was, he was, he was ecstatic and covered his basket up with his clothes. But I already got wet, but covered all that up. Even just a static, you just don't know how some people appreciate the little things that you can do for them out there, man, when they don't have nothing. Nothing. You hear me? Not nothing. So, you know, um, so, you know, just help, just help, just look out, man. Just look out because, you, like I said, you never know when it's one of us. You never know when it's one of us. So just, just do what you can, man. If it's a, you know, a dollar, man, don't worry. I used to be like people. He ain't no buy no money, man. He might finna go buy some dope and shit, man. Look, okay, if you don't trust that, man, go find somebody else that out there. You did you see this really out there sleeping on the corner? You're passing by. Don't be like some people, man. Like I, I seen this brother named Rashid Muhammad. Peace to brother Rashid Muhammad has a uh, radio show around here on, on Blog Talk as well. Uh, Hiram Fifty Five. Check out his blog as well. He got Hiram's Fifteen Fifty Five blog, but this is TrumpetTheTruth.com on here. Uh, but anyway. He was showing how him and some brother was walking, and, and, and it was a white guy. They were just laying out on the ground, man, just laid out. And he said people were just walking by, just pedestrian, everybody just walking by, walking by, walking by. So, they, you know, they stopped it, you know, to see. The brother probably could have been laying that dead. That's what he was saying, man. The brother could have been People just walking by him, you know. But they said they walked to check on him and, you know, make sure he was okay. That's how the man, like I said, the people's hearts have grown cold, man. And I, and I really don't, man. I'm going to say this, bro. I don't give a goddamn man. Look, I talk, man, about <laughs> white and black. Man, if I see anybody, man, look, man, the most high got it in me, man. I don't give a I don't give a damn what 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 racial tone you are, skin tone. If I see somebody like you laid out there or something, bro, look, I'm gonna check. I don't give a goddamn about that, man. Now I talk man, <laughs> now some of these other folks now in political now I see your ass in political, yeah, I'm gonna get your ass. I'm I'm going at you. Now the political figures and all these other bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to still talk about your ass. But still, again, somebody, man, I then need, I see somebody laid out, man, like they and I need, they may need medical help or something, bro. I ain't that goddamn cold. Well, I'm going to like, man, fuck that clan, nigga. Man, let this motherfucking ass choke to death. Nah, bro. The God in me ain't like that. The God in me ain't built like that. Then put it in me like that. Then put it in me like that. That's why I like to tell us as black people, man, we... We ain't built like that, man. We ain't just built like that. You know, some we cold-hearted, but then sometimes we ain't, we ain't just built like that, man. Be honest. But just, like, think about those less fortunate out there, fam. You know, just because it's, 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 it's getting ready to get cold. We're getting ready to go into fall. Um, getting ready to get into this winter season. It's going to be, man, it's hard out there. It's going to be hard out there, man. It's already. But just those out there, fam, you know, whatever you can do. For the people out there, man. Like I said, that's that's all. I just want to put it in the heart. You ain't got to be in no damn religious centers. You ain't got to let be in the mosque. 
man, just do what you can. And like I said, that's the thing we talk about, about these churches and stuff, man. All these people, man, be sitting around. I've seen people sleeping on the doorsteps. Church members just walk right on by them. <laughs> Goddamn shame. But you want people to respect you for going to church and you tell us about going to church to love Jesus and all that, you damn hypocrites. And I said, I and I can't that's what I can't stand when somebody always trying to tell you about that what they do in that church. But then when I look at your damn behavior and you ain't reach out and help nobody but your damn selfish ass self. Don't you tell me nothing about no damn. Don't tell me nothing about no God. Don't you tell me nothing about no Bible. That's what I just said, man. I'm out of here, man. I'm just, I appreciate y'all family for tuning in, man. I, I, I'm got to get up out of here and get some research, man. Get some stuff, man. Put something in my head. I appreciate y'all family for tuning in right here to Culture Freedom Radio Network, man. And but thank y'all for always putting up with me. And uh, most definitely, fam, just putting up with me. Like I said, on these shows, man, I, I know sometimes I, I get rough and get hard, but it's, it's just for the love of, man, want to see us do better, fam. You know, coming from where I came from and the mindset that I came from, that's all I did. I, I, I just take this with a passion and, and just being sincere about it. And um, like I said, as much as I was in the street being dedicated to the street and doing wrong, fam, I just want to be more dedicated to doing right to help other people, you know, and, and, and that's it. You know, like like they do say in the church, man, that's how I get my blessing. The things come to me. I, I, I don't need I don't need no goddamn George Soro money. I don't need all them goddamn funds joining this organization. I ain't trying to sell out. Y'all keep your goddamn money. Look, don't. Mm-mm. I ain't trying to join none of them goddamn organizations. Look, I'm good. I'm straight. As long as I reach, man, I don't care. Like I said, if I can reach one person, if the messages that I get on here and I talk about, if I reach one, I'm good. I ain't got to have a thousand followers. We ain't got to have them. Man, look at here. It could be one person listening to this show, every, any show we do, one person. And if it's helping that one person, I did my part. I don't need the thousands. People want thousands of followers. I ain't on Instagram telling about I need no thousands. Y'all see some of the videos that I've did on Facebook. I mean, YouTube. Shit, I probably got five views on it. But you think I give a goddamn? Because as long as out of them five, maybe one person took something that I said and took it to heart and it helped them and they can help somebody else with it. That's all that counts. I ain't about no numbers. Because I ain't getting paid for this, you know. So, hell, it don't make no difference to me. I ain't got to be constantly doing So, family, that's what it is, man. So, hey, hope hope this thing helped. And if something that you know somebody that's, that's going through something, if I said something or we just say something and that can help somebody you know that's going through something, it ain't got to be you. And let them hear the shows or you just, you ain't got to let them hear. You just break it down to them and let them know it's going to be all right because there's somebody that's been through this what you've been through, and I listen to them, and I see how what they, you know, how they're coping with it, and and how they're pushing forward. I'm telling you, that's how we gonna, that's how we gotta do this thing, fam. It's all therapeutic, and doing these shows for me is therapeutic, therapeutic. <laughs> it's therapy, man. You know, hey, it is, and and and, and I I don't think I would rather be doing nothing else, nothing else. This is, I guess, is what it was meant for me to do. And I guess I grew into it because when I was little, my grandmama always said, boy, you can talk, God. See, the man you be talking. 
even when I was little. So I guess I grew into my occupation. You know, I like when I was occupation, and uh, I guess I grew into what I was meant to be. The most I was leading me into what I was supposed to be doing. So all the things that I went through, it was meant for me to go through there. There was a school, the jails, and all crazy shit that I, I mean, excuse me, that I went through. There was a purpose for all of that. And I wouldn't change none of it. Because that what grew, and that's what uh, made Sunray. And I had to say, that's what made Sunray turn turn uh, from a Frank to a Sunray. And that's why I said Sunray. So that's why I have to shine. I ain't coming here to perform. I'm not a damn performer. I'm not an entertainer. But I come here to try to shine. As I like go back to the Bible says, let your light shine before men so they can see your works. And glorify, as the Bible says, glorify your father that's in heaven. But I'm just saying, y'all glorify whatever y'all got. But you got to let your light shine, man. You got to be a shining example. Like the earth, wind, and fire said, it's a shining star. We got to be some shining stars. That's what it is, family. So we can turn the heart of the children back to the fathers and the heart uh, the, the hearts of the fathers back to the children and mothers as well. We can't go stone cold, fam. Can't go stone cold. But yeah. But um appreciate everybody for tuning in. We're gonna get ready to get up out of here. As always, thank y'all for your love and support right here at Coach of Freedom. <laughs> Yeah, All right, y'all, let's go out here. We out here. All right, all right, all right. I'm just bringing me with these new microphones tonight as well. Thank y'all for tuning in. Peace, y'all. Give y'all some applause. Hey, you much love. I thank each and every one of you. Man, y'all great, man. Y'all are great. Y'all are outstanding family. I love you, and I thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for your love and support. It couldn't be happened. It wouldn't happen without you. Y'all love the support. Y'all are my motivation. Amen. Whether y'all know it or not, I do this for the love of trying to help uh, the family out there. So you are my motivation. So I applaud you, and I give you a standing ovation. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.